This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Well, hello there. It is Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler on SNR. As you hear that lovely radio drop right there. But more importantly, the theme music just hit and that means it is time for... The one and only Mr. Brian Backle of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette joining us as he always do. Listen to those horns. He always does this on Thursdays. I mean, this is beautiful. This is anthem. This is what he is. The guy gets his own anthem. Uh, go back, go. Go back, go. Mr. Brian Backle, how we doing today, baby? Uh-oh. Oh, well, well, oh, I hear it. Wait. Hello? Wait, hold on, hold on. Can you hear us? Mr. Backo. Lifeline, is he there? Can you hear us? Mr. I got you guys. Ha-ha! Hey, there we that go. That was on me. That That's a producer producer problem. Forgot, uh, to, forgot to press wow. the magic button so that Mr. Backo could hear more than just his theme song. Interesting. That's on me. That's on I, me. Hand I, I up. Hand up. Very long intro. Interesting. Me. Hand up. That's on me. I was over here giving you the greatest introduction of all time. <laughs> I mean, he did give you a nice introduction. We I literally about the saw horns like, in the like song. Mark Madden walked by the studio because it was so prolific and he dropped a tear because of how awesome that introduction was. And the fact that you couldn't hear that because of Wesley Euler making an error. Oh, Hand my up. goodness. Hand I just, up. That one's on me. I just don't know right now. Oh, I'm but if I go back and listen on the podcast page, there I'll we be go. able to hear it. Oh, yeah, 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 it's, yeah, yeah. I'll check out that. Do my research. Yeah, check out the podcast. Still is boots with a Z. Anyway, you get your podcast set. <laughs> but, Mr. Brian Backo, man, we got big time action, but we also have big time questions again this week. And we got to start it out with TJ Watt and his availability. We saw that he was limited yesterday. What are things looking like on that perspective for him and as it pertains to his availability on Sunday? Um, I'm kind of optimistic, Moats. I mean, it's it's always tricky with groins, of course, but I, I thought it was a good sign that he was at least initially listed as questionable last week. We know that didn't last much more than 24 hours, but um, the fact that there was a chance for him to go coming out of last week of practice and all the stuff he said about uh, he thought he had done enough to, to keep the door open, uh, that makes me think that the door is even uh, a little bit wider for him this week. So I'm, I'm not going to guarantee it or anything. Uh, you, you'd like to see him uh, be listed as full instead of limited in the early part of the week on Wednesday. But uh, I've, I've got a good feeling. And, and the, you know, the media reporter part of me almost thinks, too, like if this is going to be a longer-term deal, uh, he, he probably doesn't even get to talk to us Friday after practice, and yet he did. So uh, they're, they're being pretty pretty open about it as far as that goes. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, put it that way. So with that being the case, right, because you did say that he thought that the door would be open for him, but we obviously see that he's still limited. So clearly something isn't 100%. Would you put right. him out there this weekend? knowing the potential that he wouldn't be 100%, and with it being or growing, that is something that could get worse. I would leave that up to him. I think he knows his body better than anybody, and, and he even told us last Friday that, look, if he can't play at 100%, he's not going to go out there. And he didn't say this, but I'm, I'm guessing a big part of it is, you know, you, you might end up hurting yourself worse if, if you're trying to run around out there if you're at, you know, not, not full steam. So I think that's a concern. Uh, again, I would leave it. I would leave that up to TJ. I think, but I would lean toward, hey man, you better be really sure because it's a long season, 
uh, it's a long career that you want to have, and it's mm-hmm. not worth you know chancing this thing just because we're wanting to, and there's a a high sense of urgency to go in there and win at Lambeau Field this week. And I'm sure that you know I'm sure there's part of he and he and Derek Watt who I don't think either one has played in Green Bay in their NFL careers, and they're they're from kind of in between Milwaukee and Chicago, but. Uh, I'm sure there's a you know part of them that, that would love to play in Green Bay, play against Aaron Rodgers. But if it's not uh, if it's not a slam dunk, I would say, hey man, just just be smart about this thing. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think that that mentality, wanting to play there, is there. I mean, if you're TJ, right, it could be another eight years before you have a chance to go back to Lambeau Field. I, I definitely think though, you gotta kind of let your body be your guide. That'll certainly be an interesting one to to follow I over the next couple of days. I think he's close than than Alex Highsmith, so. Okay, well, that, that oh, works pretty, well, because that's where I, that's, I wanted to ask oh, yeah, you about that, really right? Yeah, same church, different yeah. pew. What, how are you feeling about Alex Highsmith? Not as optimistic? Not as optimistic, but but also, uh, you know, I think there's a chance to, to, to uh, we'll leave the light on for him, <laughs> like Tomlinism. Uh, you know, I, I, he was listed as limited yesterday. Um, that's better than DNP, but... We know that, that this is something that's been kind of nagging at him for a while now, I think. And, again, just to, to put on the little, you know, tinfoil hat, we, we have not talked to Alex Highsmith in a while. So uh, that, that sort of makes me wonder uh, you know, what, what he's dealing with exactly, how long he's been dealing with it, if he tried to, uh, if he tried to gut it out a couple weeks ago and, and, it wasn't, uh, and that wasn't a good idea. So... Uh, I'm not as optimistic uh, about him as I am T.J. Watt, uh, but they, hey, I think there's a chance that both are are out there. I think there's a chance that both miss, but uh, it's it's just too hard to say right now. And you know, Mike Tomlin always says we'll let their participation be our guide. Uh, I'll let the injury report be our guide. I'll be sure to, to get that information out there at uh, around three o'clock today once we have. Now, with that being the case with those two guys' uh, availability potentially in question over the weekend, do you anticipate any other movement at outside linebacker? Well, yeah, we, we know they brought up Derek Tuska from the practice squad on, on Tuesday and waved goodbye to Jameer Jones. Jameer, we hardly knew ye. you. You walk out of the tunnel on Sunday. You run out of the – hear your name announced as a starter <laughs> at Heinz Field, and two days later – uh, you're on the couch, and now you're with the L.A. Rams. Life so, happens uh, fast. Life comes at you fast. <laughs> That'll be quite the footnote or, or quite the trivia question someday, I suppose. But uh, you know, I asked Keith Butler about Taco Charlton this morning. We, you know, we, we normally don't make it a point to ask players or coaches about guys on the practice squad, and we have precious few opportunities to, to talk to the coordinators. But this is a unique case. Uh, over these last couple of years with the way they've expanded the practice squad eligibility rules. You know, you've got more guys on there. You've got more experienced guys. And, and in the Steelers' case right now, they've got two former first-round picks. And, and, and in the case of Charlton, a, a fairly recent one who is at a position of need where they did just call up somebody uh, on game day from the practice squad. So I wanted to ask Keith Butler, uh, you know, how you balance him just kind of learning the system versus maybe trying to get him ready to play at some point soon, and I wouldn't say Keith was, was overly optimistic on, on Charlton being able to help them anytime soon. He said he really likes his physical makeup. Uh, he's, he's long, play with leverage. That's how you become a first-round pick. You know, out of Michigan, one of those workout warrior types with the body and, and everything like that, but uh, he said that you know, you've got to know what's going on in the defense, and 
Uh, that tells me that he's, if he is going to be ready to, to help this team at some point as the fourth outside linebacker or third or second, if there's injuries, uh, that, that's probably not coming this week, put it that way. Mr. Backo, sticking with linebackers, I would be interesting to get your take on this. Um, his name, and, and obviously a lot of discussion about the injury report and, and T.J. Watt and Stephon Tewitt and, 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 you know, a lot of the tangible injuries that the Steelers and absences that the Steelers have dealt with so far. But what do you make of what we've seen so far from Devin Bush through, uh, through three weeks of the season? We haven't seen much from him, right? <laughs> this is a guy that, uh, it's, I think it's kind of a difficult position to evaluate at times. I mean, that's one that really, you know, when you're not in the meeting rooms and, and you don't know exactly what schemes are calling for on defense and things like that, it's it's probably kind of tricky to say is the inside linebacker doing his job? Is he doing it well? Could he be doing it better? Um, you know, you, you'd like to see him stuff in the stat sheet. Certainly, he's he's not really doing that. But but I don't really see him getting picked on in coverage the way he did um, you know, at times last year before the injury and certainly more often than you would have liked as a rookie. So, I mean, that's some of the good. Some of the bad is leaving the field in favor of Joe Schobert. Um, you know, the, the, the amount of times that he did in week three, he played more snaps than Schobert in, in week one against the Bills, who are an up-tempo team. So uh, we're actually going to hear from Devin Bush after practice today. He's not the most loquacious player on the roster, but you know, I'm sure we'll – We'll ask him to kind of evaluate his play three games back from that torn ACL, and uh, I'm kind of in wait and see mode on him. I my my opinion hasn't changed a ton uh, from from what we knew going into the season versus now. It's it's relatively early uh, for everybody, but especially for him as a guy who you know year two was was pretty much a lost season for him. Talking to Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, Mister Backo. Speaking of participation in these games and uh, more importantly, the division of labor in these games, that tight end room, Eric Ebron, Pat Fryermuth, Zach Gentry. Once again, we saw Ebron lead that group with the amount of snaps, but we also saw an increase in Pat's usage as well as Gentry. What are your perspectives of that? Do you think Ebron's usage should still be what it is currently uh, at where he's been leading the team in terms of the snap counts in that tight end room? No, I don't understand that one. I mean, I, I guess you, you were in a situation Sunday where you were playing catch-up. Maybe it was useful to have a more experienced route runner and I would say pass catcher, but fellas, you know, he's not catching a whole lot of passes when they come his way. So mm-hmm. uh, at least a more experienced route runner and, and NFL receiver, generally speaking, but uh, I think with Fryer Muth, I mean, you you got to get this guy as many snaps as you can. Let him learn on the job. We we all liked what we saw from him in training camp. Uh, I, I think we mostly liked what we've seen from him in the regular season. You know, the blocking leaves some to be desired, but you're, you got to expect that. You know, you're getting that with a rookie tight end coming in, um, regardless of of where he's picked. Even if he was a top five pick like Kyle Pitts, I'm sure you're, you're not going to come in and. Uh, be able to block like a George Kittle or a Rob Gronkowski do it at this point in their career. So you got to be willing to take some lumps with that. Uh, I, I wouldn't allow that to detract from, from his usage. And as far as Zach Gentry, um, yeah, I mean, maybe you like the blocking there, but any sort of uh, screen, tight end screen to him, just rip that page out of the playbook right now and you know, throw it in the trash. I don't care if the other team is 
not expecting it, uh, it's it's just I, I don't think it's going to be a very uh, useful look for you at any point. Hmm. A whole lot to get to with our buddy Brian Backo. Last one that I wanted to ask you, partner. Um, Zach Banner, we saw reactivated today. That means he's obviously in that 21-day window now. You hearing anything about his availability when we could see him back in the lineup? No, but I think he's going to – I think they're being safe with him in a good way. You know, like I, I don't think it's a Stephon Tuitt situation where, you know, it's it's just – being cautious and you know he's going to come back full, full steam if, if he does it all but I, I think with Banner uh, when they do get him back he, he's going to be able to hit the ground running it's not going to be uh, the situation it was in the preseason where it seems like whether it was the exhibition games or, or even just the training camp practices that he was on a very limited pitch count or, or a snap count or whatever uh, I, I you know I'm kind of optimistic that once he's back and he's activated, uh, he's going to be able to step in and, and start at right tackle and play well for this team, put it that way. I don't think it's going to be week four necessarily here against the Packers, um, but I, I think it's coming. I, I think Banner is, is in a good place, but I could understand if he doesn't want to jump the gun uh, in, in terms of declaring himself healthy, whether it's on – social media or in interviews with us if he does that at some point soon because we know he's been down this road before last year sure. week one when get her in the starting job and, and certainly earlier uh in this preseason when uh he, he probably assumed it was all systems go uh until it wasn't now mr Becker, i got a couple more questions before we let you up out of here first one though on sunday did you ever consider switching you know the quarterbacks out and would you at any point this season? Oh, he's getting into the juicy drama now. Switching out at quarterback. Man, well, now I'm on the other end of the question. I asked uh, Coach Tomlin on Tuesday at his press conference. You inspired me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad I don't have to make that call. I, I, think, <laughs> I think in the, the heat of the moment Sunday, uh, you, you can't like you can't not look down at the sideline a couple times from the press box when Ben's either getting hit pretty hard, uh, which once or twice at least was kind of his own fault, running himself into a sack there. But and certainly after the second pick, I think the thought has to at least cross your mind. But I, I wasn't clamoring for it on Sunday. I'll, I'll admit that. And I'm still not. I mean, you're three games in. It's it's easy in, in 2021. And what have you done for me lately? Uh, constant turn of news to act like the sky is falling and you know this is all of a sudden a, a must-win game or anything like that i don't want to jump to those conclusions just yet but i think if we see two two or three more games of the same song and dance from him at quarterback at, at that point I, I might just say yeah it's we, this is going to be a lost season one way or another i want to at least use it as a chance to Hey, what do we always hear about why Ben doesn't practice on Wednesday? Valuable reps for the mm. young guys. Mm. Well, if the regular season games become de facto practices themselves, mm. then valuable oh, reps. Lord. For the oh, Lord! Mr. Beck, don't do that to me, Lord. It's been 18 years since we've had to have that <laughs> conversation. Oh no! It said valuable reps on Sunday. Don't you do that? Don't you do that, Mr. Becko? Oh man! Oh man! I didn't mean to get that spicy. <sighs> Oh, Muy caliente. Ready? I was not ready. Oh, Muy caliente. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, Mr. Batco, final 
Question before you get up out of here. Need your score prediction for Sunday's there he game, is. man. Green Bay, Packers, Pittsburgh Steelers. Who do you We're have? We're struggling, boys. Let's get this moving in the right direction. Oh, man. Um, I, you know, I, I had the hunch last week that they were just going to find a way to win that one because it seems like over 15 years, or I guess I should say 14 years of Mike Tomlin as the head coach and, and Ben as the quarterback. Wins just find this team sometimes when you least expect it. I, I grant that that could be the case uh, here in, in Green Bay Sunday, but I just haven't seen anything that, that can make me logically choose that route. But I'll give them this. I think they will cover. It might be a backdoor cover. Mm. But I'm going to go Packers 24, Steelers 18. 24 to 18, Pack. All righty, yep. Mr. Becca. We have you locked in as always. Great talking with you. And it sounds like we will be doing this again next week. All right? Oh, yeah. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate Alrighty, your time folks. as always. Ladies and gentlemen. Sounds good. Hi, ladies and gentlemen, Brian Batko of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Catch his work there. He has not changed his number since the seventh grade. <laughs> and by the way, he does not do cap either. Okay, ladies and gentlemen? I'm honestly, I'm surprised that it took, like, I, I'm surprised he's not picking the Steelers to get buried. I was surprised, I was surprised when he picked the well. Steelers. He's normally the most cynical one amongst the three of us. Absolutely. When he picked the Steelers to win last week, I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm even more surprised, I think, that he's picking them to cover this week. Who's this new Brian Batko? And, and where's the old one? Where's the old cynical Brian? Sheesh. You know, when we had cynical Brian Batko, he was wrong. The Steelers were winning games. Mm-hmm. Now we got optimistic Batko. He's still wrong, but the Steelers aren't winning games. How does this thing work, man? Wait a minute. <laughs> Love that guy, though. Absolutely, man. Awesome. 24 to 18. Ooh, you have to tune in tomorrow though. to see how Moti does. Yes, that, that is really interesting. Really interesting. This man. is going to be our first, right? Our first live Friday it show. Will be. Yes. Oh, baby. We're going to be fun, man. We're I'm excited about it, too. We're going to turn up tomorrow. I am excited. I was about to say it's my first weekend not traveling, but that's not accurate either. Yeah. I just don't have are to travel on Friday. Saturday? I'm leaving you, Saturday. Are you leaving Saturday? Yeah, I'm leaving Saturday. Okay. So I was like, oh, I don't have to travel. Don't have to travel on Friday. How's that work? You fly into Milwaukee? Yeah, fly into Milwaukee. And then how, what's and that? That's about an hour. Too bad, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like an hour drive. Yeah. Yep. So we'll be good. We'll be all right. And then be back here for a Monday's normal hijinks, Ooh, baby. Oh, baby. You know Professor Moats on you a Monday. You know how we do. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited about Friday, though, man. I'm really in. Before we get back into the, you know, the conversation here, mm-hmm. I've been meaning to do this with you for like a week, and it just, I just had like that light bulb moment. Are you going to sing to me? No, no, no. That's tomorrow. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I was excited for a I second. have a, you, I need you to settle a debate amongst, Ooh. amongst me and the lads. All right? Okay. Fair enough. Two weeks ago, yeah, man. I, you know, you got, got into a bit of a drinking session with the boys. I mean, it happens if it was proper. And and a a I say fight, a spirited debate broke out. Oh yeah, that's normal. And my my boy Mike, he might be listening right now. Mike. Last thing he said was, you know what? Just we're done debating this. You you ask Moats, and we'll go with that as the answer. All right. And I've been, I've, they've been but the boys, the lads have been waiting Tell two much. weeks. Y'all putting that on me to be the end all? Oh man. All right. Moats, it's a very simple question. It's simple, easy for you to say. Jeez. Who's the better running back? Adrian Peterson or Ladanian Tomlinson? Oh, AP all day. Oh, really? What? Oh, all day without, all even, think- day. without even thinking about the 31 listen, touchdown listen. season that LT had? LT can catch. I love LT as a – in terms of if I'm looking for the player that I think could fit on any team, LT without a doubt could fit on any team. He's going to be able to block. He can run. He can catch out the backfield. But in terms of who I think was just the most dominant – At their run- at their peak. At their peak 
AP, even though he couldn't catch, AP won a league MVP because he was that dominant. To me, LT is a great player in his own right, but I never felt that he had that level of just that was kind of where we were one, at in the conversation. One dimensional, it doesn't matter. You cannot stop this man. LT, he's gonna be man. He's gonna give you the catches. He's gonna pass block. He's gonna run between the tackles. He's gonna give you all. He's gonna lead leadership and everything, right? But we never had that same feeling like when you see AP get going. It's that like 2014 season. Come on now. It's like cool. man. LT didn't have some years. LT was nice, nice. Like, yeah, yeah. Like he, I said, had, he had 30. Like, that right. sh- when we were looking at the numbers, it was nuts. he had 31 touchdowns in a season. Seriously. That's insane. Man, when he was back there finger rolling that ball, <laughs> come on insane. now. That's insane. Hey, LT, don't, don't, I, that's, a, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, I, I couldn't stand LT because he played in the division. He was in with the Jets. I was in Buffalo. Right. But trust me, I stretch every day because I used to study LT. LT, he talked about how he would stretch all the time because that helped him prevent injuries along with increased his flexibility. You say, I wake up, I stretch three times a day. Man, to this day, I still do that because of, a, because of LT. I'm yeah. like, man, you helped me elongate my career. Thank you. But in terms of watching guy, I'm like, man, when you watch AP play, at his, bro. At his absolute peak, he was a different, as he was ang- a different beast. Like, angry running fast. Different beast. Strong, the lateral quickness, the home run ability, like – it was just it was almost freaky watching him play at times, man. It was. It was freaky. Like like I said, LT if 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 I had to start my team and I know I I'm not you know, I'm going to have some pieces here and there, I would go LT because I know he's going to be I can build around that. He can make this thing work. Sure. But if I'm just saying, hey, look, I'm a bi- I'm going to just make one game, one game and I'm getting these guys and this the guy, an A+ plus performance. Give me AP cuz I know that that's that's 250 plus. I like it. <laughs> You know him. You I know like it. I just had to text the that's lads. Fun, I just had God, to text the lads. Dog, that's fun. We literally, oh I don't even know goodness. how. It was just one of those. We're sitting around. We're drinking beers. And all of a sudden, someone's like, Yo, hey, that's a-, a good combo. Hey, AP or LT? And it just like two hours later, we're Yo, screaming and yelling. Because I'm each other. over here like, Yo, we, we could legit like talk, talk that. Like, that'd be fun. And oh, one of my goodness. boys is like, 2,000 yard season. And my other boy's like, 31 touchdowns Yo. in a season. My man AP went for 2K after the ACL. Remember that. Insane. That's nuts. That, I don't think we talk about that enough. That's after the and not, and not even like full offseason ACL. That was toward the ACL in what late November, December time frame. Yeah, and like came week back. fourteen or yeah, thirteen, something yeah. like that. He didn't tear his ACL that's, in September. That's crazy. And Insane. That, and look, and that's why ever since then I said, man, he's giving people a false sense of uh of what it's like to have an ACL injury. I'm like, that's not normal. No, it's not. Guys and don't come it, back he, that fast he and be like, that dominant. He, like, skewed the perspective yeah. where everyone was like, oh, well, if you tear your ACL, it's a six-month recovery. Right. it's a six-month recovery. You like, come back, no. and it's like, no, it's not. And that guy's just a ninja look, turtle, man. And, and now, like, he's and just now, a freak. And now when we talk about guys like Devin Bush and Zach Banner, it was like, oh, it's a little bit longer. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just because he did it. Even Joe mean. Burrow. You've seen exactly, it with Joe Burrow. Man. Like, he still does not yeah. look. 100%. It is not. I don't know how AP did what AP did, but that's why we call him AP or AD all day. Yeah, but that dude's special, man. I like it. That I dude's special. I just, I just texted the lads in the group chat. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what the reaction is. And not to be like weird about it, but I did. I always felt that in terms of tackling LT, hmm. it did feel like an easier task. Now we knew, you know, obviously him playing in space. He was going to make you miss. But I just thought like, once you got your hands on him, it's easier to get him down. Him running between the tackles is easy to get him down. AP, 
he's just I can I can see that yeah, just cuz the body the way, build, that, the the way that he stuff, runs so it's just violent. like he's he's a angry runner like so violent he's pissed off that you're even trying to tackle him and he's almost like punch you in the face with his stiff arm it's the craziest thing man Man, them two dudes are monsters. Dude. They <laughs> when were I monsters, look at this, bro. 2006 for Ladani and Tomlinson. They were both monsters. 1,800 bro. rush yards, 28 touchdowns on the ground, three touchdowns in the air, 31. Bro, that they, him and Phillip Rivers, bro, they oh they were going nuts. Oh my god! But that's back when them, them boys was having them AFC championship, uh, them AFC uh, battles with uh, the Patriots, man. He averaged 113 rush yards per game, mm-hmm. LT did in 2006. Now you look at Adrian Peterson's 2012. He averaged 131 rush yards per game. Oh, my Bro. God. After the ACL. Oh like, like After the ACL. That's the part. I'm God. just like, all right, was he even 100% healthy doing all that? that I, I, I'm questioning that. Like, seriously. <laughs> Like it's just it's just ridiculous. It doesn't make sense. It, both of those guys are just absolute freaks. Like just absolute freaks. Eighteen touchdowns for Adrian Peterson on the ground in two thousand and nine, which you could argue was his second best year in the league. Whoo. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, now see, this has obviously spawned some some other questions on Twitter. Marshawn Lynch or AP? That's Adrian Peterson for sure, right? All respect to Marshawn. I'm going him. Yeah. Yeah. Ricky Williams or LT? Hey, Ricky was a dog in his prime, but if you look at LT, LT. I'm telling you guys right now, if you look, LT from 2001 through 2008, right? Eight straight seasons, this dude had over 1,100 yards. Like, that's Mm -hmm. just not normal. He had double-digit touchdowns every year, too. So I'm with Moats. If you just look at the snapshot of their careers, I think you can argue, like, statistically, LT accomplished more. At their peak, though, Adrian Peterson was just a different animal. But I think those are those are the two those best. Those are the closest, I think. Those yeah. are the two best of like our generation. You I would think agree. that's fair to say. I would definitely agree with that's that. That's how the conversation started. Yeah. Who's the best running back of this generation? That's like, how the debate started. Because I say you got like guys like Eddie George, Emmitt Smith. Great, those guys were great. I mean, I think they were great. But Emmitt was it, more '90s though, I think, than than these guys. Yeah. Well, I guess Eddie George too. Like Edron James extent. would be yeah. in this. Would be in this era. Because I feel like Edron James kind of blends though. Because he does. He got some of that. He does. That's the only thing. Who's the next? Who's the next running back to get into the Hall of Fame? Is it Adrian? Are we going to wait for Adrian Peterson? Because LT's in. Yeah, Edron James is in. Probably would be AP. Then who else is just retired? Because I don't think Larry it, Johnson and uh, Priest Holmes, none of those no, guys, it, Jamal it, Charles, Marshawn Lynch. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Even though it's weird, Jamal AP? Charles, you look at his numbers, he has numbers. Oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't think he'll get in, though. I don't think so either. He's another one of those Hall of Very Goods. Mm-hmm. AP feels like the only— Who else is out there right now? The next slant. <laughs> Ricky Waters? <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. Like, you could say, like, Lev Bell, but it's not going to be hit. LaShawn mm-hmm. McCoy. Yeah, but he got to wait five years now. He got to wait five years. And well, I, I guess— think... Well, he would be the next one then because uh, He's AP reti- is still AP's playing. still playing. Yeah. So, yeah, Shady. Shady will definitely get in. I think he will too. Not right away, but I think he will. See, you don't think right away? I think he'd be first. I think he'd be first ballot. He might. You're right. Like, you look at his numbers. His numbers are crazy. They are ridiculous. His numbers are ridiculous. And he had the star power to go along with that. And not just the, now. We know we jokingly say he has two Super Bowls, but we know in terms of what he did postseason in his career, like he stamped. We we know exactly what that is. Like yeah, Don Juan tweets yeah. us and says, "Don't forget about your favorite guy, Lashawn McCoy." Yeah, I'm like retired. Shady, definitely in that thing, man. Uh, Cuban Dan says, "I appreciate the debate. Barry Sanders, the greatest to ever do it." Yeah, all right, but uh, we're talking AP versus LT. All right. Yeah, uh, Barry Sanders, dog. 
Walter Payton, dog. Well, that's the other thing I hear because everybody's like he said Barry Sanders best to ever do it. I hear Jim uh, Brown. Yeah. yeah, Jim Brown. That's why I hear Jim Brown. Yeah. Rod Dollar wants to know Bo Jackson or AP at their absolute peak, and then we got to go to break. See, if I would have, I just feel like I, I would if I would have been allowed to like witness the Bo Jackson like yeah. that, I think it'd have been different because my perspective of the NFL in those defenders during that time would be different as well. I only see them retroactively, whereas I know what AP is dealing with because I'm play, I played in this generation. I know what this is. So that's why, for me, I'm still going to go with Adrian. I know we hear the stories of, oh, Bo Jackson ran 4-1. He ran 4-0-0-1 in, in sneakers and in a, in a weight vest. I get it. I hear all of that. But I ain't see it laser time like I saw with yeah. AP. So, yeah, yeah. I'm going to roll with AP, man. I'm, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, but when we come back, man. We're going to continue to go to the Twitter.com at TheBody52. TheBody. And at Wesley Euler. The good head. continue to, you know, just have these conversations about TJ and about oh, yeah. these quarterbacks. But more importantly, we got to talk about three things that we like. Oh, yeah. And three things that we don't three like. Three things Thursday. About the Green Bay Packers. So, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you drop those on the dot com. This is Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler on SNR. <laughs> 